Welcome to Visionaries. I'm your host, Jacob Wolf, an award-winning investigative journalist and the CEO and founder of Overcome. We're doing something a little bit different this week on Visionaries, and you may notice at the beginning of this episode that there is new music. We have been working on this for a couple months now. Shout out to Gregor, our producer who was putting this together. We are super excited. We think it's a great fit for us. It's nice to not be using stock music after some period of time. But we have some other big news. In addition to the music, we are launching a Patreon. This has been an ongoing discussion for about four or five months now. If you've been following my work for the past year and a half, you know that I've been on Substack and I was Substack's first gaming partnered writer. And I think I've learned a lot about Substack as a platform, which I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit during this discussion. More than anything else, it felt like Patreon was the right place to go for the gaming audience and where people are consuming that type of content and other types of content like ours. And I'm really excited for this because it's not just me. If you've listened to the show for some time, you are certainly familiar with Mikhail Klementoff. He is a former editor for Launcher, the Washington Post video game section, which shut down in April. He still works at as an editor on the evening desk at the Washington Post. But he is also joining us because we are bringing his newsletter, Reader Grab, under the same umbrella as the Jacob Wolf Report and Visionaries. So collectively, all three of them will be available on Patreon with exclusive content. And I'm super excited to welcome Mikhail back to the show. Mikhail, how are you? Doing great. Better now that I'm here. Uh, Yeah, it's fantastic to be here. And I'm sure we're going to get into everything that it means for us to be under the same umbrella but yeah i'm just excited to be a part of the project we are not alone and it we were joking before we started recording it's not just two dudes that make all of this possible it's one more dude and two more gals who are wonderful the support staff behind us all of you know prame uh, from listening to the pod frequently and hearing him in the intros prame how are you pretty good i'm I've I've been so excited about about having this out there so so I'm I'm glad we can finally both make it public and and make it happen because like like Mikhail said like it it's it's just really cool to have more than just one journalistic mind under under the the same umbrella and I think what we have planned for for overcome and for visionaries really does expand the moment we have just a couple more kind of cooks in the kitchen. I agree. And I'm super excited about that. We're, I'm sure we're going to dive into some of like our aspirations of what we're doing here because we have many of them. We're also joined by Cecilia Siacetti, who is one of our lovely producers on the show. You hear her name in the credits every single week. Cecilia has been the one booking a lot of the different guests that have been on the show over the past couple of months, working on the production of the music, also all of our various different clips across various social platforms and putting together what is now actually available as of today, which is the entire Visionaries library transcribed. So for the people that prefer reading the old podcast, then you can also find those at visionariespodcast.fm. Cecilia, how are you doing? Super excited. That probably is an understatement. I cannot wait for the amount of work that we all put in the past few months to be out for people to just scavenge through for every single information that they might be looking to. And I'm very, very excited for the future to see what else, as Prim said before, what else can we cook up? 
And last but certainly not least, our head of marketing, Sammy Daig, who you've heard in the credits since last year, since we launched the show, is Sammy came on board to join us about a month before Visionaries launched and was integral to that initial launch campaign when we had people like Atrioc and Ludwig and a bunch of others on like kind of back to back, a really exciting moment in the show. Sammy's been working on sort of all our various different consumer outreach and making sure that we're kind of in tune with our audience and the people that already listen to the show, the people that are watching and and reading the Jacob Wolf Report and all the various different content and reader grab. Sammy, how are you? I am fantastic. You know, even better now that we're like launching the Patreon. Uh, this is something that we've been working on for a while now, and it's really exciting to actually see it come on everybody could see what we've been up to and you know since i've been here from like the start of visionaries it's really it makes me really happy and excited to see how far we've come and how we've expanded our team so it's like it's you know it's all very exciting but i'm happy to have everyone here i'm gonna do a quick like faq for the listeners because two things that i know people are going to immediately ask one what do you get for subscribing to the Patreon? I'm going to quickly go through this. It is a lot of stuff, so bear with me. So we are going to have three different tiers on Patreon, respectfully called Founder, Visionary, and Executive Producer. And here's how those are going to be priced. The Founder tier, if you subscribe to my Substack already, you're not going to have to worry. We'll be in touch if we haven't already been by the time you hear this episode to get you onboarded because the pricing actually is going to go down in the short term and then we'll go back up in about a year. So for the people on all three tiers that subscribe in the first 60 days of us launching this Patreon window, you will be able to lock in a discount through August of 2024. So here's how the pricing works. Founder tier is $7 a month for now. And then in August 2024, if you subscribe in those first 60 days, you will lock in your price of $7 a month until August 2024. And then there will be a price increase to $10 a month. If you subscribe after the first 60 days, you're just paying the $10 a month, which is what you've been paying for my Substack anyway, if you're one of those people. Then on the Visionaries tier, it is similarly in structure. The first 60 days, there's a discount that you walk in until August 2024, and that is $15 a month and $20 a month if you miss the discount period, and then a $20 a month price increase or $20 a month total starting in August 2024. Lastly, then there is the Executive Producer tier, which... There are some people that did subscribe to the Substack for a similar priced offering. So thank you for the people that feel so passionately about supporting our work. The executive producer tier on the discount period is $75 a month. And then for the people that missed the discount period is $100 a month. And that is what it will eventually cr- increase to for the people in the discount period after that first year starting in August 2024. So what are the benefits here? For the people that do sign up in the first 60 days, this is how we're incentivizing you. We are going to be able to give you, at the beginning of next year, a medallion token that is essentially a thanks for being here on this journey. We'll talk a little bit why this is significant about what we want to do here in a moment. But this is essentially an actual physical good that... So we'll be asking if you sign up for the Patreon for your shipping address. A physical good that has a logo on it and has is a medallion token that you can remember that you were part of this initial crew of people that supported Mikhail, myself, and the rest of the team in building what we want to build. Additionally, the people in the founder tier get a couple different things. So if you like visionaries and you like our conversations with people like Ludwig Gagarin and Ben Brode 
and Jeff Gardner, who was just on the show, who's one of the producers that worked on Skyrim and Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. If you've ever participated in the show before on Twitter Spaces, that is going away. But if you are a part of the founder tier, you can join us on Discord and you can ask questions to the guest. This is basically access as a part of being a Patreon subscriber to some of the most important people in gaming and internet culture. We also are going to be delivering you ad-free episodes of Visionaries as a part of that founder tier. So you don't have to hear any ad reads on this. You'll get an ad-free feed that's separate. You will also get the video on demand versions of Visionaries on the Patreon feed. So if you want them, if you'd like to see my pretty face, you can you could see that and our guest on the VOD. You'll get subscriber-only content to both the Jacob Wolf Report and Reader Grev, a Discord role that notes you as a founder of the role. You will be able to do live Q&A sessions with all of us from time to time and monthly esports watch parties where all of us are gathered together in the Discord to watch some stuff together. And we'll we'll mix up all those various different games. I'm sure we'll do Counter-Strike and League and Smash and many others through all of that. So the visionary tier, the middle tier, the huge bonus here, not only do you get bonus episodes of visionaries, you also get to participate in a monthly off-the-record conference call with me and Mikhail. If you're not familiar with that terminology, it's a very journalist terminology. Essentially, we will host a monthly call where everybody can join in with us, and everything discussed in that call is expected to remain private. And so, within reason, there are certain things that we cannot talk about ever because people say it to us off-the-record. However. Within reason, we will answer questions about anything you want to know about the industry and give you our honest analysis and take on what's going on in gaming, nerd culture, and the creator economy. You'll also get a visionary's role in Discord, and you will remove all your advertising on the Jacob Wolf Report and Reader Grev. And we're going to be doing game nights as well with the team, so you can come and join and play various different games. Team, any, any game that we actually want to play together as a group that is exciting? Um, I vote Counter-Strike. There are so many. Yeah, I mean, Counter-Strike Counter -Strike feels like an, an obvious one. I think things like Among Us, Fall Guys. Um, Ooh, good ones. Anything that can stir up a competition, I think we're down for it. I was playing Among Us with Mikhail and some other people during the pandemic when we were all isolated. And my, my group of friends, I will insult them for a moment, are a bunch of weenies. I, like, need some people to play among us with because like everybody's like i hate lying to my friends and i was like it's literally the game like this is the premise like yes i need i if some of our subscribers want to become regular among us homies i am down for that because i love that game and the deception of that game but yeah I, people people take it it's it's not that deep guys it's not that deep um, this is a good time to plug that our first episode was was with uh the creator of Among Us. Just, just saying. Yeah, Marcus was great. That was an awesome discussion. Hearing about how Among Us almost died before it didn't, and then it took off and became a huge commercial success. But back to the benefits. The visionary tier will also also get footnotes in our content. So you'll when you read Reader Grev or when you read the Jacob Wolf report, there will be a special thanks to these people, and you'll get all the benefits from the founder tier as well. The executive producer tier, this is one of the most interesting benefits. We recognize this is very expensive. So here's what you'll get if you're in the executive producer tier. You will get personal phone numbers for both me and Mikhail. 
So it is not one of those influencer chatbots where it generates AI responses when you text it. No, it will actually be both of us on the other line and you can text us uh, with, with anything, any question, whatever you, you want. Obviously, please don't, nobody harassment, but don't be silly, like behave. But at the same time, we recognize that you're doing a huge benefit and that you're contributing to this in a very significant way. And we want to be able to reward you guys for that. So that that's the tears. I think that one of the things I want to dive into with this team, and I, Prem and I have talked about this on the pod before, is why we feel that it's necessary to be like an independent venture and doing this independent and what motivates and drives us to do this. You know, I will say, I'll show kind of my heart on my sleeve a little bit. We have had opportunities over the past year as a team at Overcome to partner and also take investment from bigger media companies. And for one reason or another, that hasn't worked out. And I would say that one of the biggest reasons is that bigger media companies, having worked at ESPN for almost five years, they're almost not nimble enough to address kind of what is happening on the internet. And still, even, you know, more than 23 years after its advent. But I think we're all really excited because this is going to be able to unlock Mikhail and I's curiosities about various different corners of the internet without, it's not a control thing per se, because I love the feedback of editors and I've always valued the feedback of editors. And we have an editor helping us with some of this content as well. But at the same time, it's going to be able to unlock our ability to be super nimble and cover various different corners of the internet. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the things that, or one of the ways that I think about this is we get the resources to kind of chase stories that may not have made sense in some of the places we've worked before, or stories that we think can find an audience, but it needs to be an audience that's kind of already on board that's opting in and saying, hey, we're interested in this. We're interested in the stuff you're interested in. We want to give you the resources and enable you to pursue these kinds of stories. And that's uh, that's really exciting to me. And that's the kind of stuff that I think we want to do. Both Jacob and I have like pedigrees to a certain degree of like stuff we're known for. And I think this is an opportunity to break the bounds of that a tiny bit and say, there's other stuff we're interested in. There are other kinds of stories we want to chase. There are other subjects we want to chase. And there are degrees of seriousness and investment that we want to put into this that maybe we couldn't have done before. And now that we're getting kind of the direct backing of folks, people who are are literally in our corner supporting us, that becomes an easier thing to do. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I think as someone who was a consumer of of that type of content before joining the team, the thing that's really exciting for me for for the future audience is you're going to get a uh, you're going to get a stream of content that is kind of unfettered by the limitations of big media. And and, and Jacob, you were kind of touching on this, but a lot of times you guys will have a perspective story that uh, here, here's the fun one down. I want to interject you know the one of my favorite stories and one of the things that I always share with people when they ask about my work or having first met me is the Joshua Mullen story the story of a person who tried to con people 
out of $42 million by forging checks, impersonating a lawyer, all these various different things. Before he was 20 years old, he got locked up when he was 19. You want to guess how long that story was on the shelf at ESPN because of bureaucracy? That story was on the shelf at ESPN for three and a half years. And for no other reason, because they were just scared. Like, and, and eventually it obviously it got published at Esports and got a ton of recognition of which I am grateful. But I think stories like those are things that I'm really excited about finding these people, you know, on the internet to, to cover that. I mean, one of the things that gets me most excited more than anything else is the covering the creator economy more as a part of this journey, because creators, this is something we talk about on the show all the time. Creators are our modern day celebrities. You know, these people have huge influence. Look at look at Kai Sinat last week with the New York or week before last with the New York meetup and how like it literally caused a riot in Union Square in New York City. And like how many of the mainstream publications that had to cover that had no fucking idea who Kai Sinat was before that moment. Right. And like we're super lost. I think the only one that got it was Gene Park, Mikhail's colleague from The Washington Post, who, by the way, has covered the video game industry for a long time. One of the few people at a mainstream publication that's understood this, but it it's not like Kai came out of nowhere. It's not like he, you know, popped out of the blue and was magically popular. No, he's had this ascendancy and rise and some controversy along the way. And he is a celebrity. Clearly. I mean, he caused a riot in the middle of union square. Like this is a big deal. And the fact that like, no one is, really covering that part of the internet is just beyond me. Like if your name is not Mr. Beast, you can expect zero coverage basically. I mean, ultimately it boils down to if you have a triple A team, you don't just let them rot in a bench. You put them in, in the game, even if it, if it means becoming independent, like if you want quality stuff out there and you want your passion to shine through, I think this is, a bit what what we're doing here and what we'll do in the future is putting the work in and providing those great works for everyone. Exactly. I think, and we've seen this work and this is the other part of what gets me so excited as an entrepreneur, which I've talked about a lot on the show and been quite vulnerable about what gets me excited about this and building this together as a team is the fact that there are so many other people doing exactly this at other media. And I think it's, super exciting to me. So I got the chance like six weeks ago or so to meet with some of the founding team at Defector and they're the sports blog or sports news site that spun off from Deadspin and they have built a really successful media business. that's fully independent. They have never raised investment ever. They have today close to 40,000 subscribers and there's, you know, that support from paying subscribers allows them to have a team of more than 20 people which is really, really exciting. They get to cover not just sports, but other corners of the internet that other people don't touch. And they're not alone. I mean, Puck Puck is another example of this. I'm a Puck reader. I'm probably, though, the only person under 30 that reads Puck News, which, you know, is, is sad. It's a great publication, but it's also not written for, for young people generally. But Puck, Puck, for people unfamiliar, is like covering politics in Silicon Valley and Wall Street from like some of the... And, international politics, Julia Yaffe, their reporter who has focused on Ukraine for most of her career is now having a moment over the past two years because of the Ukrainian war. And she's like, has insights that nobody else has. And they're able to do that too, because they have paid subscribers and people are able to rally around them behind their work. And it just, the list goes on. I mean, there are people like split some duo who are like three of it's a college football podcasts. I listen to on Patreon 
that are they're really great. And they're like three dudes that have been lifelong journalists in college sports. And they got together and do this as a like side hobby. And they could very much make a living on their side hobby. And and that's super exciting. And, you know, more recently, our colleagues, because Mikhail and I have both written about them, like our colleagues in the industry, Remap Radio, the former Waypoint people are also doing this. You know, they have a advice was kind enough to, to give them their subscriber base with them and let them take it with them. But, you know, that's 5,000 some people and they're able to build a sustainable business and do what they want to do. And I think like that's one of the most exciting things about being a games journalist, internet culture journalist, et cetera, and creating content is like you guys, we're just like fans of this industry, but that we, our love for this industry makes us want to cover it from a different perspective and to like look into things that other people haven't. And I think sometimes that kind of gets lost in the sauce basically of, of, you know, expectations of what modern day journalism looks like, quote unquote, or not even modern, but old journalism looks like, quote unquote, in traditional media. And I, you know, being independent makes me really excited about how, how much we can like flex, flex our muscles and try new things. Yeah, it's it's the way I've been thinking about it recently is that it's really an experiment. It's kind of actually this is this will get to our broader ambitions a tiny bit. The way it just hit me, the 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 kind of perfect metaphor is that it's a bit like a duck floating along uh, or swimming on some water. On the surface, the thing that we're doing right now very straightforward. You see the the top of the duck. You know, the the wings, the neck, the head, a duck, basically, floating on top of the water. Very simple. You know what it is. That's us bringing these two newsletters together to do more journalism. Very straightforward. The pitch for that is very simple. Under the surface, the stuff you don't see, the stuff that's happening behind the scenes is talking to investors. It is talking to folks who might be interested in coming on board in the future. There's a lot of activity happening underneath the surface that is not readily apparent to observers because on the surface, it's just, you know, the duck, tranquil, unbothered, the two newsletters coming together. I've taken this metaphor a bit too far, but that is kind of... You can wave haters in it and say that like water off a duck's back that's true but we're, we're not gonna have any haters that's that's the thing i think jacob and i the thing about the two of us is we're universally beloved we don't sure. have a single hater between the two of us so yeah i don't even think we that's not even a concern for us i think it's all gonna be what would you call them lovers we're gonna have a bunch of lovers on board is that what you how would you was that the word you would use jacob I'm not sure if I would call our patrons lovers. I think I would just call them patrons. Is that not, <laughs> one, of our, uh, is that not one of the tier names? Yeah, the, lover, the, lover, the tier. lovers tier. The, the no. lover boy tier. Yes, that that's yeah. uh, we'll we'll pop that one up on Patreon yep. now as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, what's the special access on that? Create create the pitch for me, Mikhail. Ooh, I I think <laughs> we need to lock the uh, the ideation for that tier behind yet another tier because it's so so steamy and so spicy that you need to pay in to hear us talk about what goes into the lover tier. It's so exclusive that you need to be at that hundred dollar threshold to even know, to even hear what you might get from the lover tier. Well, behind that paywall, you can get your 
you're yourself reading your own article in a very ASMR voice near the microphone. Yeah, maybe that's something we need to offer. Maybe that's a uh, yeah. Let's get rid of yeah, honestly. That, that. We get rid of the get rid of the New York Times narration at the top of their stories and just give us ASMR narrations behind a paywall on the top of our newsletters. There you go. Yeah, I mean, there we go. Something. Thank you for inv- thank you for inviting a new tier, the two of you. I mean, that's also something of- that is interesting about the the new culture that has been creating and has been growing around the internet and everything that is coming out of that. There are so many different things that we can try out, and there are so many like. We know that every, everyone knows, guys. We know we're joking. Okay, don't listen to <laughs> us and think we're not joking. We're joking. But the interesting part of this is how well everything would tie in together. And there are some subtle topics around everything that has been coming out as the internet comes out and the as internet as and as as. Oh my God, I cannot speak English anymore. As the internet grows, there are so many different things that people want to look into. And we're diving and we will dive into more deep stories than just ASMR. But that's that's one of the examples that could tie well into the dark metaphor. And I, I think, I mean, we haven't really gone over this, but like realistically, Jacob and Mikhail, your your beats, they they overlap, but there is there is a little bit of a difference between them. While Mikhail does a lot of very clear coverage of, of esports news, Jacob, you often kind of stray away from esports and, and stay focused on gaming. And we can now make sure that kind of both of you are, are allocated to those spaces accordingly rather than having Jacob, you you having to cover everything all all for Jacob Wolf report and and that being kind of our only written coverage we have someone who can do the coverage of esports and and the news that's happening within it I mean, yeah i think way of, oh go ahead jacob i was going to say i think too you know part of what's been exciting about me to be independent in the past year and a half cuz even at dot esports you know where chichoya and i have both spent time like it I wasn't able to do this because there like was still some rigidity around voice and columns. And I like did write some columns when I was there. But one of the things I went into Substack with 16 months ago and certainly like will continue through here is like analysis. There is so much and I'm not trying to gas myself up. I promise I'm, I don't want to be an egomaniac. But like at the same time, the there is so much that I am being told and like talk to by very important people in in the world every single day right like whether it be like casual text or whether it be you know people calling me and like talking about some random piece of news that happened recently that never makes it to or or previously none of that ever made it to actual you know story to an actual story and but to me over the past 9 years of my career has educated me on what the hell is actually going on because what you see out there is only the surface level, right? And it's, you know, to use the duck analogy, you only see the duck, you don't see the feet. And so, but I'm hearing the feet and previously was not able to tell anyone what the hell was going on under the water just because of the rigidity of how to do that. But some of the stuff I've done in the past 16 months on Substack that's made me really excited about continuing here is the ability to talk about, okay, this is what's actually going on and have analysis 
So it's not that I'm some news robot that is like, you know, just hounding people for leads. That's not how I operate. I am like trying to learn why things happen and how things happen. And I'm really excited about being able to continue doing that in various different formats, not just writing for the people that are subscribers of this Patreon. I think the other way of thinking about it is that Jacob and I, I think our interests actually overlap in some places. And uh, I mean, I've probably actually realistically thinking back to the kind of Washington Post games catalog. I've probably written more just about like random games than about esports, more about the industry than about esports. And but the the distinction, and I think this maybe even comes across in this call right now, is that Jacob and I have have different tones and approaches and styles. And I think this is an opportunity. Going independent is an opportunity for both of us to kind of lean a bit more into that. I think when either of us worked at bigger publications, I think both of us are good soldiers. And I think both of us can kind of learn the house style and abide by the house style and say, here's where I am right now. This is what I have to work with. I have to build the story in XYZ way because that's what the format demands. That's what the publication demands. I think we were both pretty good at that. This is an opportunity now to kind of lean into some of our wilder impulses but also have somebody over the shoulder who's looking and, and checking to see that those impulses don't go a bit crazy. And yeah, just, I think if Jacob and I were to sit down to write nominally the same story, if both of us were, were let loose on Activision Blizzard, if both of us were let loose on some esports breaking news, I think the resulting story would actually be, or the resulting stories would be pretty different because Jacob and I have these distinct styles. And I think that's the benefit of the actual like physical, I guess not quite physical, but the factual thing that is happening when the Patreon launches, which is just that we're bringing these two newsletters together. We're not becoming necessarily co-authors of one newsletter. We're not merging two products into one necessarily. We still have these two distinct things under the same umbrella, with the same resources now, with more resources now, and more backing from the community. But there are these two separate things that I think as they grow will serve slightly different audiences and people in search of slightly different tones and voices and approaches. And and that's really exciting. I think, too, you stole my thunder a little bit earlier, Mikhail. But yes, there are bigger ambitions here. You know, I... It is no secret that for the past two years, I have published less frequently. Granted, that is about to ramp up with all of this. It is not because I'm a couch potato and like just sitting there doing nothing. No, like I, <laughs> you were You're talking earlier. Like, no, I'm, I'm a duck. Exactly. I'm a duck. You see, you see on Twitter, my crazy travel escapades as I have documented this past weekend. But in between all of that, under the water, the feet, there is a lot going on. And I, ambition-wise, it starts with us. But as Mikhail said, I we think of this as a trial run for something that is potentially much, much bigger. And candidly, that is what I am spending every waking hour that I am not creating content. That is what I am doing. And whether that be to not be so coy about it, whether that be investor pitching, sponsor, sponsorship conversations, 
you know, other the other initial vision of Overcome doesn't go away as a result of this, like producing television and film, you know, continuing to produce podcasts that is something you we've not talked about very much in, in the past. And hopefully will be some news here soon about is the collaboration we were doing with Nursery Gamers, which is a first of its kind investigative podcast for the gaming community. All sorts of that stuff will continue. And that's that's what's been going on behind the scenes. I uh yeah, I I have very big bags under my eyes from lack of a lot of sleep. And I'm not saying that to have sympathy, but saying that because there's a lot more here and it, it gets me very excited. I have truly in you know being personal and again wearing my heart on the on my sleeve, I have never been this like fulfilled and passionate about anything in my career and there have been many times i've been very driven it was cranking content like a machine but right now to me like there's there's nothing bigger and as more aspirational than what we're doing right now i mean fulfilled and passionate is definitely true but there's another side to that coin that i think is worth at least at least touching upon which is that you know this is kind of a scary thing to embark on because I mean, I'm coming off of layoffs earlier this year. So I've had that experience with games media where the site that I was working for, which was as far as I knew performing and hitting all of the expectations that were set for it was shut down and I was laid off. Jacob, I'm sure you can kind of expand on this as well, but I I think you have not had the best time working in games media and so it's a bit scary to go independent there is when we say that this is an experiment when we say that this is a trial balloon every hypothesis you know it has the the positive outcome the thing that you're looking for but then there's also the risk of like the hypothesis fails the thing that we believe is true is not true and it flops and that's kind of a scary thing to think about And the way at least I have been explaining it for myself is in the near term, what we want to do is put out really good work. We want the two of us to be empowered to put out. I've said this term a lot to Jacob, and I'm I'm sure I'm sounding like a broken record a bit, but we want to kind of hit some of the bucket list stories that we've been thinking about for a really long time. And if we do that, I think that will have already been a success. But on top of that, if we see that there's genuine interest, and part of this is the pitch, the the explicit pitch here, the sort of implied pitch in the Patreon, is that if people want to pay for quality work down the line, I mean, the difference between, you know, Jacob and I working together, you know, two people under an editorial umbrella, and then, you know, four writers and an editor under an editorial umbrella. The line there is pretty thin, but that becomes something bigger. That is a a publication. That is a bigger enterprise. And that's something we're kind of vaguely thinking about and possibly building towards. So, yeah, I think uh, this is kind of a scary moment, but worst case scenario... The thing that we do is we create good work together with the resources of folks who want to be in our corner <clears throat> and want to see that work done. And best case scenario is that, you know, we down the line are able to empower other people to come on board and 
maybe also do good work. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up the it is very scary, uh, and we've we've brought it up on the show. God, at this point, I don't even know how many times about all these outlets just shutting down because someone and this is kind of the the benefit of going independent someone higher up in the in the business said this isn't profitable enough yeah we we don't we're not we don't have anyone higher in the business jacobs as high as it gets in this business and and so when when we are building something here we we have the opportunity to kind of spread our wings i suppose and and let the profits let the content speak for itself like the 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 profits on the on the back end are are more a result of of our collective ability to bring the news and these these stories whether it's it's the topical things what's happening right now in in the gaming industry or these larger stories discussions with people like like Jeff where where we can allow an audience to really get a a nuanced insight into kind of the the gears of the gaming industry in a way that a lot of publications are not willing to do because the kind of immediate profit margin just doesn't seem like it's there i think they're like to that point there are two linked questions that we're thinking about or that that undergird this project and one of those is will people pay for good work and the second is can we you know stretch our wings and create work that is good enough that we can compel people to come on board that we can say hey here's the thing that's been missing from this scene for a while or if not missing then there's not enough of it there simply aren't enough good people doing this good work in this scene right now and we show you the value of that can we bring you on board so those are the two things that kind of undergird the effort here even if you know on the surface again the very specific thing that we're doing is just we're bringing two newsletters together just two dudes. Yep. And also and a, a team around us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we're in the we're in the background uh working to lift the curtain for them to perform on the show. But we here we're we're like hawks watching over the ducks. <laughs> yeah. And I and Mikhail, you, you you said something that I wanted to I think this would honestly be a, a great place to to wrap because we want to bring the audiences in where where i think a lot of journalism in general like large mass journalism wants to bring content to the audience where they're consuming it they they spend their time independently you know kind of parsing through what they've just read or consumed and then they they move on we do want to give our audiences an opportunity to come back and and engage in conversation with us. That's why we, we're setting up the Discord. That's why we have Patreon set up the way it is, where where we are giving everyone an opportunity to. Oh, you have more questions? You can come and ask. You can you can have a a sustained conversation that isn't entirely living on on Twitter or X or Threads or whatever. 
it's it's way more engaging than than kind of other options could be. Yeah, I I'm like I said, I'm really excited about all of this because I think that we're a bunch of people that you know do consume this type of content and uh, you know are part of this audience. Like we're all pretty young here, and so like the fact that we understand and know like what this audience like likes i think this is this is really something special and i think the industry really really needed this and you know as the as the marketing person here to anybody listening if you do have like any suggestions or like stuff you would love to see from us i would love to hear it i'm always looking for new ideas and i'm always looking for ways to you know improve how we operate here so like ideas for content or something it's we definitely want to put out things that people do really want to see so i'm, I'm gonna yeah, break the... the fourth wall a little bit that that gives me an idea that that we should probably have a a suggestions channel in the discord something that yeah i'm looking at it right now i i, I didn't make why well, yeah, i mean you should you should make that i should make it. <laughs> <laughs> i mean ultimately as Sammy just said we are passionate about and we're part of the audience that we want that for for which we want to bring content to, but that also means that the audience, so us and you listening, are also part of the stories that we're telling. So why not chime in? Yeah, hundred percent. We're not talking. I always say this. I've said this for years. I said it to like ESPN editors to their chagrin, even like four years ago, five years ago, which was talk with, not at. Like this, you know, our audience and the greater gaming nerd culture and internet culture and creator economy audiences, they like being a part of the conversation. And we like having people be a part of the conversation with us. That's why we're having a Discord that you can access to. It's why we'll be responding to community posts because all of us have our own individual Patreon accounts. So you won't just be some monolithic Overcome logo or Jacob Wolf, Mikhail Klimentov logo on the Patreon. No, you'll see which person chimed in and responded to you from the team. And that's intentional because we want to engage with you all. We want to continue to have a conversation about this because it's evolving for all of us. You know, our experiences, what the five people on this call experience online every day is different from the millions of other people that use the Internet every single day. Hundreds of millions of other people that use the Internet every single day on a regular cadence different experiences and that means that it means different things and so if there's opportunity for us to cover something that may be a little bit more niche that you find interesting please tell us and we are going to listen because to what they the team was saying earlier like we were when you work at a publication like ESPN or WAPO or any of the others this is not exclusive to these you are writing for mass audience the biggest number humanly possible and so you generalize you and I did this and I was proud of it and I'm still am proud of it, but you generalize and you write broad. And I think there's a lot of value to doing that. And some of our work will still continue to do that. However, at the same time, there is an opportunity to write for more niche communities. And if someone like Kai Sanat is viewed as niche, then like I don't understand what the hell the problem is here. Yeah. He is not. And clearly he is not, but he was a week and a half ago. So, you know, it gets me really, really excited about the opportunities to try new things, do new coverage, and really listen and lean in to what the people that are supporting us are interested in. Because you're on this journey with us. 
So come in the water, like dip your toes in the water, become a duckling, follow us, and we'll be, and we'll make sure to listen to you as you listen to us. So thank we you. We promise you won't have to paddle in the water nearly as hard <laughs> as us. You, you can float along and, and, and we will, we'll do the paddling for you. Well, I think that's a good way to end the podcast. Thank you all uh, for team for being here and being a part of this journey. And thank you to the Patreon subscribers, future Patreon subscribers for the people that are listening to this and now feel compelled and engaged to support us. We appreciate it. We'll end the show here. Thank you all for listening. I'll do my normal end credits, even though every single one of them is here. This has been the Visionaries Podcast. Please listen, wait, review, wait, and one subscribe. More thing. Oh. One more thing. Patreon did just launch the Spotify integration. So if you're listening to this, there's going to be... and They're not going to see this because Spotify is an audio platform. But there's, there's a little button below the episode that'll take you to Patreon. And if you, if you want more of this content and you want the ad-free experience... That button will will streamline the entire process for you. Thank you, Patreon, for allowing us to be one of the people to use that feature. It's no, that is exciting too, because I know we have a lot of people that listen on Spotify. But yeah, I'll do my in show credits here, even though every single person is here right now that is a part of them. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can find more like it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast by searching Visionaries Gaming Media and the Internet Explained. There, I got it right that time. Special thanks to Sammy Daig, Prem Thadankara, and Cecilio Ciacchetti for producing this episode. Special thanks to Gregor Petri for producing the music for this episode. New music. Thank you, Gregor. We absolutely fucking love it. For all the team here at Overcome, Mikhail, myself, thank you for listening to this episode. We will see you later this week.